Thank you to Audible for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, I have a commitment issue with books. I buy them, I have great intentions of reading them, and yet all I have is a giant stack of unread books. But I found a solution that works really well for me, Audible. If I can't multitask it, I can't do it right now. So Audible allows me to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing another task. Cue laundry, making dinner, or working out. It doesn't stop there, though. They have a wide collection of podcasts, comedy, wellness programs, and more in their app. Discover thousands of titles and get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Rogan Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan-Seekman, and I'm bringing the big question today. We'll get to that in a second, but I am happy to be back chatting with you after a week off. If you missed it, I took last week off the podcast to spend time with family and friends that were in town to honor my dad, and I just really wanted to be present. What does that even mean, right? Present? I'm sure it means a little something different to us all, but for me, that means not having my head spinning in a million directions, fretting that I am behind on something, forgetting something, or otherwise having to manage something. And you can't do any of those things if you don't have any things on your plate. So for me, taking an episode off was the right thing, along with minimizing or completing my work in other areas of what I do ahead of time. Back when I started this podcast, which is over a freaking year ago at this point, wow, I got a lot of advice to get X amount of episodes ahead so that I could schedule them out or use them as fillers when life happened or I got too busy. It seemed appropriate. I mean, I do that for myself and my social media clients when it comes to content for other platforms. I even had a few on deck just for that purpose. But last fall, when I took a very unexpected three-month break. A, it seemed awkward and inappropriate considering my circumstances and the other updates I was posting about my life. B, I didn't have the time or attention to follow up or connect with you all on any of the episodes as I had other shit going on. And C, it just kind of defeated the purpose for me of connecting with you in a real way. Real time, real happenings, etc. So that's just my long-winded way of saying that I didn't just want to insert some next-in-line recording that I couldn't talk with you about throughout the week. Now I can focus, and I'm back with a burning question for you all. What's your number? No, not like that. Not that number. Although I think it is a bit of a natural curiosity to wonder how many partners other people have had. You've probably talked about that in your relationships or maybe you really don't want to know and it's never come up. I like details because you can process what you know and you can't process what you don't. And then there's the people that lie for whatever reason. I know some of my friends, quote unquote, numbers, and I know for a fact their spouse or partner thinks it's completely different and I'm not going to be the one to tell them. Anyway, I'm getting off track, but that's not the number I'm referring to. What I really want to know is how many careers, jobs, pursuits have you had? 
Have you kept track or could you go back and count? For those that are young now, and and by young, I mean under 22, you might have had a slightly different outlook and upbringing than people my age, (laughs) 34, (laughs) or older. For us, society taught us that you choose a program of study, you find a job in that field, you work for 20 to 50 years in that career, and that's what you hang your hat on until you kick the bucket. Nowadays, the representation of having multiple pursuits throughout your lifetime is a little bit more available and accepted. But for others, ideas, interests, and dreams have been tucked away so they could fulfill the standard of focusing on just one thing. The concept of doing one thing your entire life as your form of work or expertise or contribution to society, however you want to classify it, has always blown my mind. In fact, it gives me anxiety to consider. I think we should honor all of our curiosities, skills, interests, passions, and ideas. And because of that, my number is a lot higher than you might think. Serial entrepreneur over here. On the heels of last episode and discussing how we likely have always been who we are, this is true for me. I've been an entrepreneur since I left the womb. I didn't realize it until much later in life when I looked back at my childhood characteristics and began to notice a pattern and drive within myself, but my God, it's there. And truthfully, it's not just about entrepreneurship. I should say it's just about jobs. Like most children, I wanted to be a ton of different things. I wanted to be a secretary, side note, I love office supplies, a waitress, a restaurant owner, a dolphin trainer, and marine biologist. Uh, Let's see, I owned a company called Swan Enterprises at a young age, and by own, I mean I had a map of my business park, some fake checks, and a mock business card. I got really into stamps, the ink and press kind, not postage and wanted to create a line of greeting cards that I sold at area flea markets, traveling around like a little nine-year-old hippie. For a while there, jewelry making was definitely on the table, and I took a swing at drawing floor plans for residential homes. Teacher, artist, and so goes the list. And this brings us up to the age of like 10. But that's not unusual for a child, right? We all do that, and it's awesome to see our little brains grow, discover, and be excited about all that we can be. And then it just gets crushed. Smack. Just smushed into the ground like a creepy spider under a shoe. Usually by a seemingly well-meaning adult trying to prepare us for reality. Once you get to high school, you pretty much are expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your goddamn life, which is just bizarro to me. Like, hi, my name is Laura. I'm currently 14 years old, hoping to hit at least 80. And here's what I want to do every damn day for the next 66 years. How is that realistic? But you're kind of made to feel like that's exactly the sentence you need to complete. Because not every college has every program, and you have to choose the college that offers the degree for your future lifelong career. That's if you even want to go to college, which At this point, though, I do value education. 
is basically just a student loan money pit that people slowly die in. This all sounds really attractive, right? And if you don't have it all figured out, which is completely appropriate because that is way too high of a demand for a young person with no experience, you're labeled as having a a lack of focus or direction. If it carries into your 20s, you're a slacker. If it lasts longer than that and you've bounced around a bit, you can't hold a job. Or maybe you're even told you're unhappy because happy people can stick to one thing. It's fucked up. As an adult, I've held multiple careers that have been wildly different than the ones that preceded them. Or I've held multiple careers at once that really have nothing to do with each other. And I've felt so much pressure and judgment along the way. But I don't care at this point, and I'm proud of it because, again, doing one thing for the rest of my life makes me feel like I'm drowning or sinking in quicksand. I think that some of the most interesting people are those who have done a bunch of random shit. And lucky for me, I grew up with some, not all, family members that were built much like I was. They did a ton of stuff throughout their lifetimes also. They held so many jobs and became well-rounded, full-of-stories kind of people. And I've looked up to that. Honestly, I kind of hope that I can be an example for the person after me. So. When people ask me what my career has been like, and I share my work history, I expect them to say things like, oh, you've bounced around a lot, or I look to watch their eyes flip over like a penny slot with numbers adding up as they count my career twists. I recall describing all of the things I hope to do and had older people tell me, that's nice, honey, but which one do you think you'd like to do most? And I would literally be like, Why? Why can't I do them all? Like, really, could you give me a reasonable explanation as to why? I'd get generic responses like, oh, life just doesn't work that way. Like, says who? The great and powerful Wizard of Oz? Come on, who is running life? Not in the God or higher being sense. I'd like to meet the person who's in charge of careers and tell them a thing or two. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loraswanseekman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. And again, I don't really care about listing off my endeavors so much now, but I did. Sometimes I'd mention two of them instead of my actual number. Two was reasonable, right? You went to college for one thing, but ended up doing another. And it also saved time because it takes more than 10 seconds to describe everything I've had my hand in. Plus, I didn't want one to negate the other. It's hard to explain how you jump from cop to website designer. They don't exactly seem to fit hand in hand. Or do they? 
Fun fact, some of the most successful people have had multiple jobs or endeavors throughout their lifetimes, and most millionaires have multiple income streams. They have their hands in more than one honeypot. So why is it uncomfortable for the quote-unquote average person to do this? Look at people we might classify as celebrities. If an actor starts an alcohol label, develops a shoe line, or writes a book, we say they are expanding their brand. Well, guess what? I'm expanding my brand. And that can be your attitude or response to people who challenge you on everything you're doing. Isn't that actually a great response, though? Like, picture yourself at a wedding and nosy and judgy Aunt Susan, in response to you answering what it is that you do now, asks, my darling, what made you want to do that? I thought you were doing X, Y, and Z. And you just drop the I'm expanding my brand and head off in pursuit of another glass of wine. Because remember, you ain't got to explain yourself to no one. And I hope that we can change that expectation for the people behind us. There is such thing as being an unfocused freeloader. Talked about those before. We can't chalk up all of the youngins' behaviors to exploring themselves. I mean... We can all recognize that we have to support ourselves, be responsible, and not just jump from job to job because we literally couldn't hold on to that last one or because we just don't want to. But when we hear a kid that doesn't know what they want to major in or do, maybe we can take the time to explain that a lot of people study something they're interested in, but that doesn't mean they have to follow that career path and stay locked in. Lessen the pressure. Make life a little more fun and a little less intimidating. Teach them to be proud of their number along the way. Or to the person who's already having a life crisis straight out of college or two years into their career like I was, reassure them they can make the leap to something else when they are ready. Hell, even if you're 50 and you want to switch it up, you do you. If we are talking everything I've wanted to be or do throughout my lifetime, I'd say we are well into the upper 20s for my number. As an adult in the roles or titles I've actually held, we've hit double digits around 10 at this point. I know people that are at one. They've always been a teacher. They went straight into medical school to be a doctor. They've always worked in retail. And if they are happy, awesome. And those are all honorable career paths. But if you're like me, a creative, entrepreneurial person, a bit restless, and a whole lot curious, your number is much higher. And instead of avoiding it, I hope that we can all be a bit more proud of it. Guess what? My number is going to grow. I'm not the five-year plan type. I have no idea what I'll be doing then. So far, I've been able to hold a steady relationship, support myself save some money, and remain healthy doing what I do. And honestly, no other justification is needed. You don't need one either. I mean, I plan to add author to that one in the near future, maybe a couple other things. Who knows? So what is your number? Are you proud of it? Or can you practice becoming more proud of it? My guess is you'll come off a lot more interesting, relatable, and bonded to others Once you start owning all your pursuits, rather than shoving them under the rug like some creepy doll that's missing an eye. The successful jobs, the failed business startups, what you might want to do moving forward. 
throw it on the table because so many of us are like that and want to talk about it with someone else. I do. Literally, though, I want to know your business number. I'm curious now, and honestly, I've shared mine, so you share yours. Tag me in your stories at Rogue Reason Podcast on Instagram or at Laura Swan Seekman, which is a random number listed. You'll raise a few eyebrows or stir up some confusion, and I'll know exactly what you mean. It'll be a grand old time. So until next time, friend, I'll chat with you soon and hope you have a great fucking week. Now go name your number. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.